Good morning. It's time to wake up, y'all. You're listening to the Armchair Quarterback Show. We're here weekdays, 8 a.m. Eastern, 7 Central to 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central. Available on Google Android, Apple iPhone, Facebook Live, and Periscope Twitter. Tap that Armchair Quarterbacks app. Take us anywhere you go. The Armchair Quarterback Show, your first choice for Southern Sports Talk. Good morning, Mr. Justin Waller. Good morning. I don't know much, but I know one thing. Mike Vrabel committed coaching malpractice last night. Two missed challenges and two questionable fourth downs. Get yourself a D coordinator in the offseason and focus on coaching. Hi, I'm Mike McGann. I don't know much, but I know one thing. The Sunday morning kickoff show finished the season 30-14-1 against the spread. If you weren't listening, you weren't winning. 67% 67% win percentage. Congratulations, Sean and Steven. Great job. You're listening to the Armchair Quarterbacks. We got a lot to get into and a little time to do it. So here we go. You people have been chosen to reveal our existence to the world. You will witness what happens here today, and you will tell of it later. Now you will save us. But do not ask for your poor. Are you hungry? We do not want your tired and sick. It is your corrupt we claim. It is your evil that will be sought by us. With every breath, we shall hunt them down. Each day, we will spill their blood till it rains down from the skies. These are principles which every man of every faith can embrace. These are not polite suggestions. These are codes of behavior. And those of you that ignore them will pay the dearest cost for if you do. One day you will look behind you and you will see we three. And shepherds we shall be. Armchair. Community Access Channel. He's the armchair quarterback. He's full of beer and he's full of snacks. The All-American Man. With a crew under his head. Hey! Howdy, hi! Top of the morning to you. Welcome to the Armchair Quarterback Radio Show. I'm Mac McGee, and along with the tired Justin Waller, I'm sure, because I know I'm tired. How the hell are you this morning, Justin? Dude, I'm well rested. I checked out. I uh, had no problem going to sleep after that game. Um, I, it is what it is. Uh, it's, it was my biggest fear when you went up against a contender that uh, you're just going to get laughed out of the playoffs. And unless something dramatically changes in week 17, uh, that's probably what's going to happen. Um Get a defensive coordinator. Can can we get that just taken care of this offseason? No more head coaches coaching the defense. Let's do that. I do think the weather had a lot to play with it because I feel like they didn't get to really playing football until they got down about 19 to nothing, right? Now, I'm not saying with no snow, Tennessee wins that game, but they just looked like they were shell-shocked. They were a little scared to play on the snow. Uh, Didn't know really... Their footing, and then the other thing that drives me crazy about this team, and it has before Vrabel ever showed up, but essentially, right around the Tennessee, right around the time the Tennessee Titans existed, they've always had Eddie George or maybe Demarcus Murray or now uh, uh, Derrick Henry. They fall behind, and they abandon the running game the moment they get two, maybe three scores behind. And I did not understand that at all because when you look at what was going on in the game at the time, let's let's take, for instance, before they scored the touchdown to make it 19-7 to before half, 
the possession before that, they abandoned the running game. And it was a quick three and out, whatever. They might have gotten uh, four or five plays. But regardless, it actually could have been much uglier at the half. And I guess my point is, if they would have even mustered a field goal out of the next drive, sticking to the plan, sticking to the running game, sticking to Derrick Henry's gotten us here. And you're talking about 19 to 10 at the half. And you're going to well, get the You had that opportunity. They He folded. He, he Brable didn't take it. Remember you, okay, it's 6 nothing, and the Titans defense gets the three and out, but Rashad Evans has the hands to the face penalty, um, and that continues to drive. It makes it, uh, well, they went for two, so it was 12 nothing at this point. Vrabel had a chance on fourth down at the 33-yard line to either kick a long field goal in, in that environment, 50-yarder, probably not what you want to do or go for it third and seven worst case you hand the ball over at the 33 he elects to punt it he cut, knocks it into the end zone they drive back down that's how they get to where they are but you had that opportunity to kick points right there or to that. go for it and continue the drive the, I the punt move not, i don't hate you not went go, for it. i don't hate not going for it on fourth and seven but i will say this you have a kicker and i know he hasn't had the greatest year but you have a kicker in gaskowski to correct me if i'm wrong justin did he not come from New England? He did. Does it not snow all the damn time every time you see a Patriots game worth anything in, in the playoffs or in December? I think I've seen him in those games. There's no way in hell he doesn't know how to kick it in, uh, yeah. in, in, in the snow. They got bugged out because uh, Crosby missed that initial extra point. That's the, But you've got to make – you've got to try to, to, to give your kicker a chance, score some points – but then also, back to what I was saying, is when they do get the ball back, they just abandon the damn running game. And it's just chuck, 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 chuck. And I'm sorry, Ryan Tannehill is not, nor will he ever be, a gunslinger. He has to have that play action. He has to. He has to have that in his arsenal well on this roster he has to because this offensive line cannot i mean they're just not set up to be a passing offense i mean everything runs off the run blocking for the offensive line it's how they've makeshift banded this together this year and when you lose that you lose and Tannehill, even though he ran for that everything i mean you heard collinsworth repeatedly talk about it and well, even well maybe Tannehill needs to squat 405 pounds like aaron Rodgers, and that'll help out you know even though Tannehill ran for the 40-something-yard touchdown uh, run. I get it, he's got some speed. But all in all, he's a pocket passer who can play all off the play action, right? And to just abandon the running game hurts him. That's not, a, that's not a shot at Tannehill. He's a very good quarterback. Very good. But you got to have the threat of the run game, and they just abandon it. And so then it gets 19-7. to at the half, they get the ball back, and I still felt like the, there wasn't a true commitment to the running game once they hit another bump in the road, right? Once it got to around 33 to 14, I believe is what it was. I'm sorry, but Tannehill is not going to all of a sudden sling you back into the the game. You got to what you have to do is you have to stick to your game plan, churn churn the yards, give your defense a chance to rest. Get your score. And when, at that point, what you're hoping for is a turnover or some kind of a quick three and out, maybe a penalty, whatever, to give you a chance 
you don't abandon the run game until it's like five minutes left and then you're down two or three scores, right? And that was the dagger there on that drive. You doubled up. You got the score before the half. You got the kickoff. You scored after the half. Right. You, you did exactly what you needed to do. You were getting that offensive turning. You, you were seeing uh, Henry have some productive carries, and then you have the – the, the Jones run that uh, you get no challenge. And I know it was bang, bang, but you've, you've got to burn a time out there. You've, you've got to call and challenge that because that's a 36-yard swing, and that's the momentum. You stop that or hold to a field goal, maybe you've got an opportunity. But when you when Rodgers piles on another TD, uh, well, it's just not fair. Him, him, and, him and Adams had something that this – they didn't need any other offensive weapons. Uh, they were enough that they made Dylan an outstanding running back that uh, rushed for 120-something yards. I mean, they, he shredded this defense. And whoever's in charge of their eye in the sky, so to speak, for Tennessee, they blew it, right? Because, well, the ref looking right at it blew it. He needs to answer some questions this well, morning about his okay, prescription. Sh- okay, sure, <laughs> sure. I mean, but that was a really, really close play, right? Really close. He His his foot barely touched the, the white line. He, it touched, but it barely had touched the white line. Whoever the eye in the sky is for Brave for, for Vrabel blew it because yeah. Vra- you can't expect Vrabel to be able to see that even if it was on his side. No, someone's got to tell him, "Hey, throw it!" Right? Or he's just got to have the the intuition to just throw it or you, uh, himself. Or they got to say, "Hey, you got to stall. I got to see this one more time. Just stall, right? Just stall." And that didn't happen, and the rest is history. They lose. Not that I think that that matters in the game. To your point, I'm not. I'm not sitting here trying to. They got. They got throttled last night. Right. Um, they did. Green Bay beat them with their own game. They smashed the football down their throat. They had an offensive weapon that uh, the Tennessee secondary couldn't cover, and there was no point to even target anybody else. Devontae Adams. I mean, he. That was a grown man playing with children last night. That's exactly what that was. Which he, which look, he often is. He, he does that to he does that to a lot of people. But to when, to Lafleur and Rogers' all, credit, they're like, "Hey, you can't stop it. I'm not going to stop throwing it." When people try to tell me that DeAndre Hopkins is the best receiver in the game, I always say you need to watch more Green Bay games. And that's not a slap against anybody, but I think, uh, well, Hopkins was on TV more when he was at Houston, but Green Bay. They do get on national television, but I don't know if people really pay attention to how how great Deont- uh, Devontae Adams is. I mean, the guy is uncoverable, and that's why you have to have a, lo- a line push. Look, we know what's going to happen in the playoffs. They're going to run into someone who's got an incredible offense, and Tennessee's not going to be able to keep up pace. But regardless, I think I just think you got to go down swinging. I think you have to go out there and say, look, this is who we are. You might beat us, but you're not going to take us out of our game because it to me it was like a it was like an all out prize fight last night. Tennessee was a was a uh, a boxer who who likes to work the body. He got busted in the nose a couple of times and he just freaked out and started trying to swing for the knockout. You've got to continue to play your game because no no one's going to help you right, and no one's going to just you know. You know, start just handing you the ball because it's, for all intents and purposes, the playoffs have begun for the Tennessee Titans. 
They oh, yeah, to. it's week 17. It's down to the wire. It's win and you're in. And uh, they lose this game. They have the potential of not making it. Uh, you you got to have some things uh, get shaken up, and you, they would need some help. But uh, it's a realistic possibility that uh, you, you don't finish this out and win your division next week that uh, you're sitting at home. Amen to that. Uh, let's take a really quick break because when we come back, we're going to talk about the playoff scenarios. We'll start with the AFC and we're going to get into the NFC. We'll be back in a flash here on the Armchair Quarterbacks. Keep it locked in here to CBS Sports Radio as it is a football Monday. And man, is there a lot to go over. Hey, can I get leather pants? No. no. Why not? Because you need something that lets the farts out. Armchair Quarterbacks Radio. Living in an era of baseball where the impossible is unfolding right before our eyes. Salvador Perez, the 2-2. Popped up, Sandoval, in foul territory. Giants win! A World Series win for the San Francisco Giants for the third time in the last five years. And their hero, Madison Bumgarner. The 1-2 again. Inside corner! The Royals! This is going to be a tough play. Bryant, the Cubs, win the World Series! Bryant makes the play! It's over! And the Cubs have finally won it all! But the game right now is at the plate. High fly ball into right field. She is gone! In a year that has been so improbable, the impossible has happened. Armchair. Are you a gun enthusiast? Love to shop for guns. We're also looking for friendly service. Well, you're in luck. Here in St. Augustine, Top Gun Supply is the friendly gun shop. Staff is very knowledgeable, happy to see you when you walk through the door, and can assist you with all your gun shopping needs. Top Gun Supply stocks a wide range of firearms, such as Ruger, Beretta, Six Hour, HK, and LWRC. So stop on by at Top Gun Supply at 525 State Road 16 in St. Augustine. Top Gun Supply here in St. St. Augustine, the friendly gun shop, a proud sponsor of the Armchair Quarterbacks. You're five feet nothing, a hundred and nothing, and you got hardly a speck of athletic ability. And you hung in with the best college football team in the land for two years. And you're also going to walk out of here with a degree from the University of Notre Dame. In this lifetime, you don't have to prove nothing to nobody except yourself. And after what you've gone through, if you haven't done that by now, it ain't gonna never happen. Fantasy Sports is back, and it's time to jump into DraftKings. Go to DraftKings today at DraftKings.com. Golf, NASCAR, soccer, you name it. And of course, Major League Baseball, basketball, hockey, and football are on the way. Go to DraftKings.com, listen to the armchair quarterbacks for DFS advice all year round. You're listening to the Armchair Quarterback Show. We're here weekdays. Drive time? Find the Armchair Quarterback Show on Facebook today. The Columbia Broadcasting System and its affiliated stations present Orson Welles and the Mercury Theater on the Air in The War of the Worlds by H.G. Wells. Welcome back! 
big mess to fill, figure out here in the world of uh, the NFL. We're going to start with the AFC. Uh, don't worry, college football fans. We'll get much more into that as the week goes on. We got the college football playoffs. Just it feels like it's just jumped on top of us. Uh, the playoffs for people who who were kind of like, when the hell are the playoffs? It's uh, New Year's Day, so uh, we'll be here up up until New Year's Eve, and then we we will not have a show on New Year's Day for a programming note for everyone. By the way, you weren't here on Christmas Eve. How'd you like the uh, picture that my wife put together? I like it. That that was awesome. Uh, <laughs> wish we could all be together and uh, be in that bar together right now. I know that's right. Here's another funny thing that my wife found. I don't know if you'll be able to hear this, but I got to play this real quick. <laughs> can, can can you make out what that thing is saying? No, and I got a lot of bad guesses, so I'm, uh, I'm going to just go with no. <laughs> so it's a flamingo, and it's singing, uh-oh, got to go. Uh, it's I guess it's a potty training thing for, for kids, and my wife bought it for uh, a kid that she's going to send it to. Uh, I, won't, I guess I can't say who it is in case that parent's watching. But anyways, um, I've been playing with it like a son of a gun over the last month. Cause it's because it sits in my wife's office and, but it sits right at the foot of it while she's in there. Cause, it, cause she makes uh, shirts and masks and all this kind of stuff in her downtime. And when, when every once in a while, when I'm bored, I'll walk by and I'll hit that damn button and start dancing with the dog and start singing the, Oh, gotta go as I'm heading to the bathroom. <laughs> Anyways, I don't know why, but it's tickled me pink. Literally. Uh, it's, it's been cracking me up. And I was like, I told my wife, I was like, I've got to play that damn thing for Waller. So, so, so if I ever blurt that song out, he'll, at least he'll know why I've gone crazy. At, at least I know why now. Exactly. Are you uh, peeing on Cheerios too? <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of fun. I mean, when you, when you, when you get to experience that with you, with, with the little man, that's a, that's, that's a cool process, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Only memories of that, that were good. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we get into the AFC playoff race, and I'm gonna try to pull it up so uh, so I'm not so I'm a little more organized because it's so it's hard to believe that we're sitting here in week 17 almost. Uh, by the way, I assume that you won your fantasy championship in the Santa Fe League. I uh, should have. I've got the Bills and uh, Diggs going tonight, so I haven't really locked in. But uh, it's kind of I'm only dismal. Yeah, it's it's done. Okay, I'm all I'm needing is two points tonight, and I've got Stefan Diggs. And if for some reason he has COVID or something, I did make sure to grab uh, Cole Beasley. So I, I got a gift of Alvin Kamara that uh, threw up 62 in that Santa Fe league. And I mean, surprisingly, the, the score is 130 to 108. So it, it's very low scoring. My team underperformed dramatically considering that uh, 62 of those points are Kamara. So uh, very fortunate that uh, skate by with that one. I am in a dog fight and I'll tell you why I've got Alvin Kamara in the year long, I'm sorry, the, the ultra dynasty gets the way where you keep everybody. I complain about the, the league all the time. I've got Alvin Kamara. That's all I had this week. The rest of my team stunk and it gets better. Justin, I'm down by almost 30. 
Because, oh, by the way, he has Aaron Rodgers. He has Devontae Adams. He oh. has Aaron Jones. Who else went off on his team? I'm trying to find the actual. Oh, here we go. Uh, he has Mike Evans. All these guys went off. Aaron Jones didn't go off, but Aaron Jones didn't. But I, I scored decent. I had I had a decent score for our that league's a little lower scoring. If you score around like one thirty, usually win. I I scored one forty eight. I'm down by almost thirty going into week seventeen because well I do have Buffalo's defense, but how but I'm, you can't expect much to get out of the defense in this scoring format because it's not like ours where everything's important. Right. This is like you hope for like a punt return or something. So at the most, I'm going to get like 10 points and be down by like 20 going. I'm like, are you kidding me? The only thing that could save me is if, but looking at his team, I don't think that's going to be the case, is if is if a lot of his players start getting rested. But I, I don't think that's going to be the case. I do have a lot of guys I believe are going to play in week 17 because their teams have not sewn anything up. But, man, DK Metcalf, <laughs> Robert Woods, <laughs> Chris Carson. <laughs> I mean, jeez, I'm limping into the championship round, and uh, it's not looking good for me. I can't expect Alvin Kamara to do that two weeks in a row. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so, anyways, I, I did not think there was any way in hell I would be sweating it out Going into, I, I thought going into week two, I at least have a lead. I didn't know how much of a lead, but I thought it, even one point, I would be like, all right, at least I'm not behind. Because this is what happened to me last year. I got into the championship game, and the guy I went up against had a phenomenal week 16, and I just couldn't make, up, make it up in week 17. So here we go again. Here we go again. All right, let's get into the NFL playoffs to help my fantasy team. I'll complain about that later on. Uh, down the road, and here we go. The NFL standings. So this is what it looks like right now in the playoff bracket in the AFC. And, of course, the big news yesterday here locally is that the Jacksonville Jaguars have officially got the number one pick. I'm not convinced they're going to do the right thing with it, but they have the opportunity to do the right thing with it. So that, that was the big, big news last night. Why does that matter because the for for a titans fan because the jacksonville jaguars who beat the indianapolis colts in week one played the indianapolis colts in week 17 and now the jags have locked in the first pick they're going to try to win the game right they there's no reason to send your guys out there and say let's not try to win so with all that being said that that's actually a big plus for the Tennessee Titans. I'm not, yeah, yeah, for the Titans. That's the last thing the Colts wanted. The Colts wanted to where they had to play a Jags team that wanted to lose, and that's exactly what they looked like against the, the Bears. I mean, they were not trying to win that in any stretch of the imagination. They were benching everybody. So you've got that right now. If the plus were to start today, the Colts are out. So if everybody wins and everyone goes chalk, and that meaning the only teams – that have clinched are Buffalo, Pittsburgh, Kansas City. So, for those of y'all just tuning in, we're talking about the AFC playoffs. Tennessee, Miami, Baltimore, Cleveland, and the Colts are all fighting. That's five teams fighting for four spots. None of them have clinched a playoff spot. We go into this. 
and Cleveland is going to play Pittsburgh now. And Pittsburgh no longer has to win that game. If Pittsburgh would have lost to the Colts, it would have gotten dicey for the Steelers because they would have needed to win that game to at least win the division. Now the division's sewn up, so Pittsburgh might be resting, folks. I'd, but do you think they're going to rest, folks, because they've played so poorly until the second half of yesterday? I don't think the word rest is going to be even be in Tomlin's category this week. I don't even think it's in his vocabulary this week. Uh, it, They've got to fix what they've got. You can't survive games the way that they got behind and chased and got fortunate in the second half against the Colts. Um, that, that's not going to bode well. That, that's a Titans approach. I mean, honestly, as a Titans fan, I'm hoping you draw the Steelers because of the opponents you could get, that's probably the winnable matchup right now. Um, aside from that, uh, uh, no, I think they'll be trying to uh, keep that magic rolling that they found the last, uh, last 15 minutes of that football game. And there's no way for them to meet the Steelers except in the AFC Championship game. So, if they make it that far, that would be great. But Well, I mean, if they if they lose and the Titans lose, the Titans could be the wild card, and you could have a 4 or 5 possibility of the Titans traveling to. Uh... The lowest Pittsburgh's going to fall to is 3. But right now, they're sitting second, but Buffalo is going to get the tiebreaker on them. So Pittsburgh is locked into the second or third spot. Tennessee, if they win the division, they're locked into the fourth spot. They can right. they they I don't think they can catch Buffalo. Even if Buffalo loses the next two games, I believe Buffalo well, they'd be tied at conference record, and then that gets real screwy. I don't know how that Well, Tennessee won head to head, so that one would be simple. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay, so uh but Buffalo I think is gonna try to put the nail in the coffin tonight, so Good chance Buffalo wins tonight, and if they do, that means Tennessee will be the fourth seed, which means if they get past the first round, they, they, they will definitely have to go to Kansas City. Unless, Not good. No bueno. Unless there are scenarios, I guess, where this is the first year that this has been set up this way, but now that I think about it, they're going to get to play – Kansas City will get to play the weakest team, I believe. So I guess there are scenarios where uh, a six or a seven upsets the three or the two, and then Tennessee would, because they were the higher seed, they would play either the two or the three, and the six or the seven would go play Kansas City. So, okay. I didn't think about – I don't give much of a chance of people beating Buffalo in Buffalo in the playoffs. And for us to play Pittsburgh, that means they would have to survive. Yeah, I think the biggest game for the AFC next week, I mean, obviously the the usual suspects, you know, Indy would need to, to beat Jacksonville. The Titans would need to beat the Texans. Uh, I think the Ravens are playing the Bengals, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and that would leave the uh, yeah, Ravens the are Bills and the Dolphins game that where the Dolphins are playing for the wild card. They need the win. You don't know what the Dolphins, if, if the Bills – pretty much can solidify everything they're going to do this year tonight. Uh, they've already locked in the playoff won the division. So I don't know what's advantage for week 17, but the I think that comes that down. They... To, I think it's going to be Dolphins Colts uh, realistically for that wild card. I think uh, the Colts will probably get the win. Um, the question is, uh, can Miami knock off the bills? Because if Miami, 
Cleveland and Baltimore all three win, then the Colts are the first man out, correct? They, they have no way to get in. They need help. Yes, Indianapolis has to win, and they have to get help. Because as of right now, they are the odd man sitting out because there are one, two, three, four, five teams sitting at 10 and five. And Indianapolis loses all the tiebreakers is, is, is essentially what's going on. And I'm looking at it and nothing would change because they're all playing in conference. So it's all, they're all going to get bumped one game. So yes. Yeah. The Colts have to have help. The Dolphins, they could still, let me double check that. Um, no. Buffalo's already won the division. Yeah, so, they've won the division. It's just for so Miami, Miami needs to win the game just to be able to stay in the wild card spot. Right. Miami's got to win. Baltimore's going to beat Cincinnati. I don't think there's any way around that. I think Baltimore's just going to mash them. So you got to figure Baltimore's going to get in. And then the Cleveland-Pittsburgh thing's going to be really interesting because it's like, who are they? I feel like Pittsburgh's going to try to win that game. Wouldn't that be a ripper as good as Cleveland has been, as great as they've been, and if they back, back their way out of the playoffs because of COVID to their receivers lost in the Jets game, even though Baker Mayfield wore it and said, I had what I had, I had enough players to win. It's all, I take, take it, it's all on me. I don't know if you saw that press conference, but he was a man, he, he, he admitted it. We all know that they probably beat the Jets if they have any of their starting wide receivers. Wouldn't that be – see, I and, and I've got an issue with that, and I really want to see the Browns make the playoffs. I really think it would be good for the NFL. I mean, I think they might. I, I don't know what the Texans are going to have to play for. You would think after the uh, hand injury to Watson that maybe they don't push him out there next did week because, I mean, you don't want to lose him for year? next – is this exactly how this happened last year? Didn't well, it was against the Colts last year, wasn't it? No, or was it two no, years ago? No, it was the Texans. They last had, year was the Texans. They had to beat the Texans in Week 17, and they just demolished them. Yeah, that's right. Two years ago was the Colts when Mariota didn't show up and play. Right. Remember, he he opted out right. Week 17, right, and uh, fell on your face there. And then yes, but hey, man. <clears throat> J.J. Watts uh, pounding that drum. Uh, dude, like, uh, he doesn't like his 4-11 season, and uh, that dude's a motivating factor. So, I, listen, I don't know if they can transition over, but uh, after what I've seen in this secondary, I'm not really optimistic. It doesn't matter who's running routes out there. I don't know that the Titans can cover them. Um, will the Texans play the season spoiler? I mean, I think that that's all they're playing for. I'm not – convinced that Tennessee's going to go down there and smash them. Um, I, I would like to think that they are, but uh, why do you keep abandoning the run game? So I, I got some questions there as to whether that's really going to going to take place. For folks who have missed it, uh, the new times for the NFL schedule is out. And I'll tell you what, we're going to go ahead and take a break and we're going to go over that and dive into the NFC race because there's a lot of scenarios there. The home field advantage is one of the most interesting ones. We'll be back in a flash here on the Armchair Quarterbacks. Keep it locked in here to CBS Radio. We'll be back in about 90 seconds. Armchair Quarterbacks Wake Up Show here every morning, 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern, to blow your mind. 
Tom has been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. I was really starting to worry. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Kick off fall and kick off happiness with Shopper Hopper Grapefruit and Pomegranate Beer. Log on to kickoffhappiness.com for your chance to win a cool custom cooler with Shopper Hopper swag, including your favorite team's jersey. Look for the Shopper Hopper displays at your local retailers for great savings on Shopper Hopper Grapefruit and Pomegranate. And learn more about the sweepstakes at kickoffhappiness.com. See site for official rules. Must be 21 or older. Brewed and bottled in Germany. Imported by Radeberger Group USA. Norwalk, Connecticut. Always enjoy responsibly. At Shell, we know from the time you get up to the time you wrap up, there's a lot of meetups, eat-ups, and hurry-ups. So come to Shell and get three things done at once. Fill up with Shell V Power Nitro Plus to help keep your engine running like new. Save up with the Fuel Rewards Program and never pay full price for gas again. And snack up with in-store rewards to save even more at the pump. Make the most of the stop you need to make with Shell. And engines that continuously use Shell V Power Nitro Plus Premium Gas. And see full terms and conditions at FuelRewards.com. Back here, the armchair quarterbacks uh, on another Manic Monday. CBS Sports Radio on Sports app and our Facebook Live. Make sure to find us on YouTube as we will be starting that January. Not the first, is right here the first. Whatever the hell a week from today is, right? That uh, we'll start the the YouTube and, and see if they can if they can get us to some other folks. And uh, we'll work on that this weekend. But we will be on YouTube starting uh this coming monday or yeah a week from today and i'd say we'll be off of youtube by around january 5th or 6th somewhere in that neighborhood so <laughs> what the hell is this crap get this off. you can't talk about that get out of here uh justin the new times are out and i find it very interesting and fortuitous because i like the idea the later they play the tennessee Texans game is going to be 425 Eastern Standard Time as well as the Jaguars and Colts. And let me see. The one o'clock games look like this. I hate the way ESPN, I don't know why I always come to them for the they they jumble it up by the teams you like. And so I've got ones and fours all over the place. But anyways, here we go. Um the one o'clock games are the Dolphins and Bills. Bucks Falcons mean nothing. The other one o'clock games: Ravens at Bengals, Steelers Browns, Vikings and Lions means nothing. Jets Patriots means nothing. Cowboys Giants is one o'clock. So I guess at the one o'clock games, if I'm looking at this correctly, the only games of note is Cowboys Giants. Because the winner of that is going to sit around and wait till the Sunday night game to find out if they win the division. So they have flexed the Sunday night game to be the Eagles versus Washington. Because if Washington wins or in, if the Eagles win, the winner of the Cowboys-Giants game gets in. 
Now, if the Cowboys-Giants game gets turns into a tie, I don't know what the hell happens, but that's, that's where we're at right now. Um, all I say is go for two. <laughs> Just... Don't don't let that happen. Let's uh, let's not finish twenty twenty in the NFC East where where someone backs in off, off a tie. Uh, so you got Cowboys Giants will matter. The Jets Patriots don't even matter for the draft pick now. The the, the Jets are going to finish on a win streak and end up with like the fourteenth picks. Uh, um, and then you got the Steelers Browns. So you got the NFC East, the NFC North. And then, of course, the other 1 o'clock game, I just said Dolphins-Bills. Dolphins-Bills kind of matters. We're not 100% sure how much it will till tonight's game, Buffalo versus New England. If Buffalo loses, it will matter more in the uh, in the seeding for Buffalo. But they've already won the division. <clears throat> Essentially, you're looking at Ravens, Bengals, and Cowboys-Giants. And then the four o'clock games, the AFC South clashes of the of the Titans versus Houston. Tennessee wins are in. Colts versus Jags. Colts need to win and they need some help. Either Tennessee needs to lose or some of these other teams need to lose. Or I guess they just need one other team to lose. Which, by the way, Colts fans, if if you win, you're you're going to get in. Because I just know the history of 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 the of the the wild card race, there's no way in hell all five of those teams win on Sunday. Someone's gonna lose. By the way, Justin, your mic's your uh, mic is on mute. I see. Um, the uh, and then the other four o'clock games of interest. We won't go into all of them. The ones of interest: Packers and Bears are important because the Packers are sitting at twelve and three. If the Packers win. They get home field advantage throughout the playoffs. They get the the bye. The Bears are trying to get in the playoffs. The Bears need the W. And they they laid out the scenario last night. The Seahawks are eleven and four, as are the the Saints. So if the Seahawks, let's just say the Seahawks finish twelve and four, the Saints finish twelve and four, and the Packers were to lose. And finish twelve and four. That is the only way the Saints get the home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Because if it's a three-way tie for whatever damn reason, they get the they get the tiebreaker. But any other scenario, the Packers are going to get home field advantage throughout the playoffs. I think if the uh, Seahawks and the Packers end up tying is the only way that the Seahawks win it. It's something weird like that. I mean, there's a way for the Seahawks to get it with, uh, but they can't have the Saints tie with it because Saints jump them right. if they all three tie. Yeah, I, for whatever I, weird I reason, said, I can't remember how it breaks down, but I know for the Seahawks to get it, the only scenario is them and Green Bay must be tied. Yeah, I, I, I might have said that wrong. What I meant was if it ends up, if Green Bay wins or Green Bay ends up tied with the Saints. They get the tiebreaker because they beat the Saints. Yes. If Green Bay loses, the Saints lose, the Seahawks win. The Seahawks get it. I believe the reason why I heard that is that it would come down to conference uh, standings. That the Seahawks have a better conference record than the than the Saints. I mean, than the, than the <clears throat> Green Bay Packers. So. There you have that. That's that's going to be an interesting 
And then, of course, like we said, the game that's flexed is realistically the worst game you could have picked, but they're trying to leave some kind of drama at the end, and so that's where they're putting that. I don't know if you could have picked a better game to put there because you don't want to do Tennessee back-to-back weeks, right? So you're not going to put Tennessee versus the – if it was Tennessee Colts, that game's getting flexed, but the, the, with them playing different teams – They'd rather just get that out of the way. And then the only other game that I can think of that you might have wanted to put in there. I mean, Steelers-Browns would be the choice for me. If this, I guarantee you, if the Colts would have won, that would have been the game. But once again, we don't know if the Steelers are going to try to win. Right. Or, if, or, or are they going to do a thing where we'll, we'll give it our best in the first half, but let's not get anybody hurt in the second half. So there's not a whole lot elsewhere because there's so many games. There's not like a win in your end scenario. And so that's why they're kind of painted in that corner. Um, Packers bears would have been interesting, but same token. Oh, you know what the game they should, they probably should have put in now that I'm looking at it. Cardinals Rams because Cardinals Rams if the Cardinals win they're in if the Rams lose they may not get in depending on what happens with the Bears I guess maybe that's why they didn't do it because if the Bears lose earlier in the day and you get that game then then it's just jockeying for position for the Rams but it's hard to believe the Rams looked like the best team in the NFL a couple weeks ago and now they may not even make the damn playoffs yeah, they look like the one team that might be able to uh, stop Green Bay or defensively that we thought could have a chance to do it. But, uh, yeah, so much for that. Good morning, Brian. He's uh, celebrating two wins in a row for his Bengals. Uh, don't know if that's a good thing when you're trying to get a good draft pick, but, you know, <laughs> that's uh, that's some jet stuff going on right there. That, you, you know, this kind of stuff that the Jets do. Um that that honestly was probably the best game of the day yesterday. Even though it didn't matter, I was paying attention to that game because I did have some DFS. Uh, thank, thank you, David Johnson. Um, well, the game of the weekend was the Dolphins Raiders. That was oh. an amazing last oh. four minutes of a football game if I've ever seen one in my lifetime. Between that and the College Bowl game, between. The Chanticleers and Liberty going were were at the same time. Oh, what an exciting – that was the most exciting part of the uh, football weekend. I took a screenshot of this just because I thought it was amazing. Um, 446 left in the fourth quarter. It's 13 Dolphins, Raiders 16. At 401, the game is tied 16-16. With 337 to go, the Raiders are up 22-16. With 2.55 left to go, the Dolphins are up 23-22. With 19 seconds left, the Raiders take the lead 25-23, and then we all know what happens with Fitzmagic and 26-25 Dolphins win. That is the craziest four minutes. And that pass with the face mask and him just heaving it up, that I, you can't even be bad to it. You just got to take it, man. I mean, the I dude's the best closer in the NFL right now. Just pull him off the bench and put him in. I told Steven yesterday on the on the kickoff show that uh, he needs to get that picture framed. He's got to find a way for someone who took a picture of of uh, Fitzpatrick with his 
you know, helmet jink sideways, even though he is team Tua and I've been team Fitzpatrick, you still got to get that thing framed. Cause that was amazing. Especially if this leads to the playoffs and let's say the dolphins make any kind of a run, which if they let Fitzpatrick do it, this team, this team could beat anybody with, with Fitzpatrick with Tua, they can literally beat maybe three or four teams, maybe. But if you, if you let Fitzpatrick do his thing, I'll tell you what, that's not a team that, that the Titans want to see in the first round. Now, if they're going to start Tua, I'm fine with it because there's no way Tua is going to be able to score with with uh, Henry and uh, Tannehill and company. But that'll be the great irony. Tua will knock out the Titans and, and Steven will have the last laugh. <laughs> but I'd rather face Tua than, than uh, Fitzpatrick. At least you had a fighting chance. I don't even want to talk about that. I want to beat the Texans first. I'm not even confident that that's going to happen. I've, I'm a little disheartened after yesterday, man. That that was a that was a tough brutal blow to the uh, the old uh, side girls uh, together. Also important to remember, this is two years in a row, and this does not happen very often. I find this very strange. This is two years in a row. that Tennessee has finished with the Texans, and it's been in Houston. Because last game's last year's game was in Houston. Because I remember Derrick Henry went off. He ran for damn near 200 yards that day. Because I remember I had him in a couple other leagues, but I we don't play in Week 17. I was like, I would like to have had that this week. But why? You would think they would re- return the favor and at least let Tennessee be the home team this this week. But that shouldn't matter if you want to get into the playoffs. You got to go in there and and beat them. And beat them, uh, beat them like they owe you money. Yeah, I mean these are the Vrabel-led weeks. As uh, you know, do your job kind of guy. You got to shake it off and go do your job. Well, it's right there for them. This, this is should be the weeks that a Vrabel-led team thrive on. The hey, we we've got clear cut objective in front of us. Go do your job. It's yours for the taking to the playoffs. Now, I'm not very optimistic that, that playoff run is going to be deep, but there could be situations that. Uh, yeah, you just get some lucky turnovers and some fortunate breaks. And, uh, hey, this this team, this offense is good enough. But uh, definitely don't think uh, I'm worried about whoever that first-round matchup is. It doesn't really matter as a Titans fan. I think everybody that's going to be in in the AFC pro will provide, uh, well, quite a bit of danger. I mean, yeah, if I was going to call my shot, I would say you wanted the, the Dolphins with Tua or the Steelers. Uh, looks like the Steelers by beating the Colts. If they're the, if they're the two seed, then they couldn't fall but anything to the three. There's no way that scenario has gone out the window. I thought there was a four or five matchup. Tennessee's going to have to play a wild card, and the Steelers have already clinched the division. Yeah. So. Or they need two losses and to get in as a wild card. Um, but let's hope we don't have to go to that scenario. That's not the way you want to back in two losses into the playoffs with no, a suspect and defense. You don't want to be on the road in <laughs> Pittsburgh, regardless. I mean, that's not true. They'll probably open up the gates. Well, I know we haven't let fans in all year, but uh, we're we're going to limit it to sixty thousand people. Okay, so the other <laughs> wait, what? What about social distancing? Well, would hold sixty two thousand. What's your problem? We're we're going to you know have. Six inches apart, right? Six feet. Not not during the playoffs. This is Pittsburgh. Let's roll. Um, in the NFC, real quick. Okay, so we went through the scenarios of Green Bay Saints and Seahawks fighting it out for the for that. We talked about the NFC East. 
the the wild card scenario at the end. This is what you're looking at, y'all. Right now, the odd team out is Arizona. If Chicago wins, they're in. If Arizona wins, they would be in because they would beat the Rams. And they and they would get the tiebreaker on the Rams. If the Rams win, they're in because they would knock out the Cardinals. That's it. That's that's all you've got in the wildcard. Those are those three scenarios. So Chicago and Green Bay will play. Did I say that was four? Yeah, okay, that's four o'clock. And they'll play at the same time or four twenty-five. All those four o'clock games this week, by the way, are at four twenty-five. They're going to start them all at the same time. The other game is Arizona and the Rams, and that's it. That that's what's going to decide the wild card. Can the Bears pull off a W at home? And if they lose, they would need the Rams to beat the Cardinals, I believe. I think they still get the, the tiebreaker. So it really comes down to that Rams-Cardinals game. Well, what's your best guess on who wins that game? Because the Rams have fallen on hard times. But I, but the Cardinals have too. So. Going to lean with the defense. I'm going to say that uh, not that I'm knocking the Cardinals defense. They've had a, a very good season. Uh, I am. They gave up I gasped by ah, Jeff well. Wilson. I had to go up against Jeff Wilson fantasy. Screw, screw the Cardinals defense. Shanahan just has something against that Cardinals defense. He knows how to gash it. He Whatever he's got their scheme blocking, he knows what they're doing. He has figured something out, and he can rip it. Inside, outside, we've seen him do it both ways this season. Well, they're a sieve. He he is just blowing it up. Um, well, he shouldn't be tearing that defensive front up like that. But anyway, the Cardinals are allowing it to happen. I'm going to lean with the Rams' defense, um, and and that's the difference maker in the game. Yeah, I I think that's going to leave us. And I know a lot of people would much prefer so you, to see the excitement of Kyler Murray in the playoffs. So if that's the case, you got to pull against the bears. You, you want to see the bears get knocked out. Um, like I said, I'm not sure if those two lose. Well, it should. Yeah. Because those are both NFC games. So yeah, the Cardinals have to win. I guess, I guess there is no scenario because no matter what the bears do, if the Cardinals lose, Unless there's some goofy thing where the Cardinals tie and the Bears lose. But, yeah, the Cardinals pretty much, they're in the position of a lot of teams in the AFC where this is the week one of the playoffs for them. And the Rams, because if the Rams lose, they're out. It's going to be a wild, wild uh, weekend, and it all comes in on Thursday, uh, excuse me, Sunday. There are no games on Thursday this week. And I have a big problem with that, that we finally get fantasy football to end, and now we don't have any Thursday games. So all year long, i got to sit here and sweat and figure out who to put in my lineup on Thursday. And then the season ends, and they go, okay, we're, we're not going to play any games on Thursday. It's just goofy. Are there any Saturday this weekend, or it's 100% no, it's, it's Sunday? All, it's all Sunday. And so they basically tried to split it up. That's how Tennessee and uh, Indy games got moved to 425. They tried to split it up where they want the more impactful games at 425, but they did want some games at 1 o'clock because they don't want people to just check out and not 
not and not watch the one o'clock games. I'm probably not going to watch a whole lot of the one o'clock games. I'll have like red zone on, but I'm gonna get other things done around the house, and then I'll you know get get dialed in for the four twenty five games. If the Giants win, I'll watch the Sunday night game. But if the Giants lose, I don't care too much about the Cowboys or or Washington football team. I don't care who wins. I I prefer to see the Giants in the playoffs just because I grew up liking them in the NFC East. But that's my only way that I'm watching that, that Sunday night game. Other than the fact, what could draw me is I really am starting to enjoy watching Jalen Hurts. I know he's been. I know he had a lot of terrible plays and turnovers yesterday, but he is exciting. And they want to compare him to Kyler Murray, but he did some things yesterday that reminded me of Donovan McNabb. I guess because he's in an Eagles jersey. But that running around like a maniac and then and then completing that long pass. That was that that remind me exactly of what Donovan McNabb did on a Monday night game against the the Eagles years ago. I think that was uh, yeah, it was uh, uh, Terrell Owens w- was the receiver. If anyone remembers that that famous play from Monday Night Football, uh, we are coming up on the end of it, so it's that time of uh, time of week again, and it's time to hit a little sorry dude on our way out. Um, the uh, I'll go ahead and let you uh, have a first dibs. What you got? Browns fans. Sorry, dude. 2020 don't want you in the playoffs. <laughs> That's a tough beat, man, to lose your wide receivers the last week in the COVID. And, uh, wow. Man, that's brutal. Hate to see it. Jets fans. Sorry, dude. Not only are you not going to get the number one pick, I think your chance of getting Urban Meyer to the New York Jets went out the door, too, because the only way that guy's coming is if he knows he's got the number one pick. He, we, we might have an Urban Meyer, uh, Meyer signing, signing here in uh, Jacksonville. Won't that be a lot of fun? I don't think he wants to coach the NFL, but if he does, it's, it's set up perfect for him. He, he would be... Everyone I mean, everybody kind of laughed when the report started rumoring, and uh, I don't know that it would be a good fit, but I could see him in North Florida again. Uh, I could see it's something that he wanted to do. Um, and then when you've got Trevor Lawrence, I mean, why not? Yeah, if if he's going to get lured, that, that that's the ultimate lure. I just don't see it because he does not coach an NFL offense. And that's... I don't, I, don't, I don't get it, it but... Uh, you can't run RPO in the NFL. Not, I mean, not for very long, because someone's going to get drilled. Ask RG3, how long, ask RG3 how long that RPO lasts in the NFL. <laughs> Unless your name is Lamar Jackson, the RPO does not work. And you, and you better have the big uglies to get it done. Now, he would take the Baltimore job. Where the hell's Harbaugh going? Uh, what else you got? Uh, my second one's for uh, the Tennessee Titans defensive coordinator. Oh, wait, we don't have one. That's Mike Vrabel. Sorry, dude. Fire yourself and uh, give me a D coordinator this offseason, please. Don't really fire yourself. Just from defensive play calling. I need you managing game situations. Be the head coach. Throw the damn challenge flag. Las Vegas Raider fans. 
Sorry, dude. No one wants to hear the griping because when it's all said and done, that was a horse crap P.I. call to set you up for the field goal. And look, when you get a chance to score a touchdown to make your opponent have to kick a t score a touchdown to beat you, you might want to do it because with all the new rules that are set in place, even if even if uh, Fitzpatrick doesn't get that 15-yard penalty for the face mask, they, they were right there on the doorstep for a field goal range. And the Dolphins, by the way, Jason Sanders, that, he's a hell of a kicker. I, I, when, I, when I saw them do it, I just I really wrestled with that because I was like, I get it. I understand why Gruden's doing it, but I think I would have went and tried to score a touchdown. Because I, I want my defense to say, you can't get any further than the goal line. Not you can't get any further than the, I don't know, 35-yard line. What else you got? Ball Nation. Sorry, dude. He freeze ain't coming. I don't see it. Why would he leave? Is that a rumor now? Uh, Ball Nation wants him to, yeah, especially after the uh, beating this, uh, Coastal Carolina uh, in the bowl game Saturday night. That's uh, been a... Were they going to try to fire Pruitt? Yeah, there, there's talks of it. Want to run uh, Pruitt and whole staff off. Uh, want to bring in Hugh Freeze because they've heard somewhere that's his dream job, and I understand that it might be, but uh, you got to realize the kind of money that, li that Liberty's throwing around and the freedoms that he has. Um, it's kind of like we, we've talked about before with David Cutcliffe and Duke. It's kind of one of them things where, man, he... Why would you want to step back off into the pit and have to, I mean, be graded on beating Nick Saban in Alabama every single year? I mean, ride this Liberty out till Saban retires and then come on. I mean, I don't understand what would be the, the great benefit. It's not going to be the income difference. I mean, granted, Tennessee could give him more income, but on those pay scales, do you need those headaches if you're Hugh Freeze? Tennessee's not going to fire Pruitt, though. Is I don't see it either, especially with the four-year extension they and the buyout that you bought into that. The money that they would have to pay to get out of that would be insane. Look, man, you know how it is. Vol Nation gets unrealistic. They want to just they shoot from the hip. Really and look, you want to go down the, the, the Kiffin, the Dooley, the Jones. I mean, it, it just it, it gets at some point you, you, you've made your bed. you got to lie in it. You've got to give Pruitt really the opportunity hard. to get out of it. Now, I will say this. Pruitt's got to make a, a change with Cheney this year. Um, that being sure. said, that doesn't happen, then uh, okay. He's, he's being unwillingness. It's like the old Terry Rubisky when he was wasn't going to – or Mike Malarkey, I believe it was, wasn't going to fire Terry Lubisky and ended up getting him fired. I don't um, think that's the hill that Pruitt's willing to die on. Yeah, I, I don't think he's going to go that route. I think he will make a change there, and so uh, I think you stay with him. But, uh, yeah, you're, you're seeing the – It's becoming uh, more and more difficult to defend – all nation because that's absurd yeah to think to even look we can all hope and guess and wish but to be realistic and say that's going to happen that'd be like florida state fans saying hey let's bring in bill cower and i guarantee you if it's not hugh freeze the other half of the uh, fan base is screaming go get gus malza See, maybe as an offensive coordinator or something, but no, not, not, no, no. That's why get they get, guy. that's why my own get the big, the big sorry dude today, because uh, they're being unrealistic. They were ready to give him the crown back in July when he had the number one recruiting class in the nation. I know it didn't finish that way, but I mean, you can't give this guy a huge extension in July 
And I, I said all along, you know this, 2020, you throw the records away. It does not matter. This is a garbage year. Whoever wins the national championship, there's always going to be an asterisk on it. So you can't – I just don't think you can rake anyone over the Colts. By the way, Auburn, you should have taken that into consideration before you fired Miles on. But um, I guarantee you this, the Boise State cat that comes to uh, – this is my last sorry, dude. The Boise State cat that comes over to Auburn, sorry, dude. You won't be there as long as Gus Malzahn was. There's no way. What's your walk-off, sir? Oh, man, what a great football weekend. I uh, hope everybody had a Merry Christmas. Uh, excited to be back, and uh, we're going to pack 2020 away this week. So uh, looking forward to it, and uh, get ready, Notre Dame fans. It's Bama week, what that's worth. Our uh, thoughts and prayers go out to the people in Nashville. I don't want to skate over that. Um, terrible tragedy from the bombing. Uh, I mean, just one more thing for – the city of Nashville to have to deal with from the tornadoes to the pandemic to the shutdowns. And then they cap it off with this psychopath. Uh, luckily no one else was killed that I know of. Uh, yeah, they, apparently it was just him himself. Um, there, there were a couple injuries, nothing life threatening. Uh, seemed to be, you know, cuts and scrapes from what we're hearing. Um, uh, yeah, just sad, unfortunate situation. Um, crappy way to uh, wake up Christmas morning, and uh, actually a lot of memories that uh, just downtown that 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 aren't there now. Um, I know I, I sent you a text for the show. I didn't realize it, and I'll put myself. I'm gonna cut my video real quick just so those that are watching can see it. But uh, that picture right there is where we entered Commerce in second, and uh, in between Commerce and Church is right there where. I don't see uh, anything. It, it was went off. Uh, I apologize. Uh, it's popping up on my display. I I'll get it to you so you can uh, have it. But this is uh, when we all went down for the uh, NFL draft or there when we went into the uh, draft checkpoint uh, is actually exactly where that uh, explosion went off at. So um, very sombering. I was looking through the picture and I saw it this morning. And I was like, wow, that's that's standing right there where uh, where we were at. Yeah, I you you don't have a picture up. It's just a blank. Um, there's no photo. Huh. Um, <clears throat> the only way to do it is to put it in your uh, virtual background to to make it your virtual background, and then kind of put your phone down or whatever. Because, but uh, if you, I'll tell you what, if if you send it to me today, I'll get it pulled up tomorrow. How about that? Go. All right, brother, we'll see you uh, manana, uh, Monday night football game. I need two points, two points for a championship. I hate that when, that, when that's a receiver. It's a running back, I'm not sweating it. But you never know when a receiver is going to decide not to catch a ball. You don't want Dig. You don't want Diggs getting hurt on the first throw like you were worried about my tight end last week. And, exactly. Uh, like, yeah, better luck next week, fella. So, you know, good luck. I got Diggs rolling, so uh, I'm with you. I can't put any hoodoo on you. I need him as well. I wish there was some way that I could slide it. You know, I wish he was a flex. I'd pick up a Bobo running back in this game and just go, just give me two yards, man. Why don't you get cute and pick up a no-name tight end because you know he's going to catch a touchdown fast. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, it's a receiver slate. I didn't I didn't think of it at the time. I made sure that, that Brown was my flex, A.J. Brown, because I wasn't looking at my third receiver, so to speak. I should have had – digs as my flex but i i was looking at 
Because always in 2020, I try to push them down to the flex as far as possible because you never know about a COVID. But I mean, I do have right. other options if something COVIDy busts out with digs. But hopefully, first drive he catches like a 20 yard. <laughs> Even <pass>. better, <laughs> just pick a New England receiver and roll with it. <laughs> <laughs> put some put some skin on it. <laughs> put some players. All right, bud. All right, brother. We'll see you in manana. See you, man. We'll be back in a flash here on the Armchair Quarterbacks. When we come back, Red Raider Doug is going to talk about his Raiders. Stupid interviews. Hey, you're a member of the Buffalo Bills. Uh, how does it feel? Well, uh, you know, uh, it's a blessing. I uh, want to thank God. I'm going to try to do my best. It's a great organization. And I'll say the last 80 guys said. So, yeah. This is Sean O'Toole with the Armchair Quarterback. Catch me during drive time on the Armchair Quarterback radio show and on Facebook Live. NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball, the National Football League, Big Ten, and college football, and more. We cover it all. Armchair Quarterbacks Radio. We got your shelter in place right over here. Some folks are born made to wave the flag. Ooh, red, white, and blue. Big news and the big games covered in the Big Ten by the Armchair Quarterbacks all year long. Averaging just under 38 on 44 kicks this year. Nice high kick, got a little wind under it, and it runs Howard back up. Look at that. is actually a little short of the one-yard line now. It is fourth down, the final play, unless they can stick it in the end zone. Andre Johnson, Roscoe Parrish, and Kellen Winslow, and Dorsey, under pressure, throws it! Incomplete! The Buckeyes win! They went to Hickman, and Penn State well-timed blitz. LaVar Arrington, the All-America candidate, came across. Well, it was a great athletic play by LeVar Arrington. As you see, he times his blitz very well, leaves his feet, and hits Hickman in the backfield. Big Ten football covered in the southeast by the armchair quarterbacks. Top Gun Supply stocks a wide range of firearms. So stop on by at Top Gun Supply at 525 State Road 16 in St. Augustine. Top Gun Supply is open 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Saturday. Top Gun Supply, the friendly gun shop. Well, it's all right. Riding around in the when I was your age, they would say we could become cops or criminals. Today, what I'm saying is this. When you're facing a loaded gun... What's the difference? Take me out to the ball game. Take me out with the crowd. You're listening to the Armchair Quarterbacks. Find us on Facebook today. One, two, three, strike. You're out at the old ball game. You play to win the game. Hello, my friend. Time is here. It's the very best of all times of the year. No, it's not that holiday jive. It's the reason all sports fans stay alive. Well, the 
draft is at our favorite place Tell your girl you'll be working late It's the reason I'm cheesing and feeling so fine It's fantasy football time It's fantasy football time Old Jeffy's got a Latest tweets on player news and their injuries. If you need some advice, well, you know where to go. Just ask Christopher Harris or Mr. Roto. There's so many ways you can play fantasy. They got standard PPR or Dynasty. It's the reason I'm cheesing and feeling so fine. It's fantasy football. Time. It's fantasy football time. Well, just past season, finished last in the league. I'm hoping this year I can claim victory. You need all the help you can get, can't you see? May the fantasy gods smile on me. So set your receivers running back to. this morning sir uh i'm hanging in there <laughs> uh, i'm kind of fair to middling lesser men would not have shown up this morning <laughs> you had a rough weekend man yeah the raiders lose i saw your fantasy scores uh see you were in two championships right yep and those were the two that uh, Sean's going to win. I think we might hear from yeah. him this morning. I've got a funny feeling. We'll see what happens. But um, before we get into fantasy, let's talk about, well, let's just rip the Band-Aid right off. The Raiders' season is Dunsky. Uh, after they were gifted a P.I. on Aguilar that was not past interference by any stretch of the imagination. And even no. if it was, you don't call it in that instance. Or So you're going to go to the offseason knowing that a field goal beat you as opposed to had they went ahead and ran the ball in and scored. Not saying that Fitzpatrick, who was moving the ball pretty well, not saying he couldn't have scored a touchdown, but you would have forced him to score a touchdown as opposed to a field goal. What say yep. you on that whole scenario? Are you okay with the way things went down? Because Chucky was mad at the post post game press conference. They basically asked him the same type of question, and he got hot. He got hostile. He basically said, "I'm th this is our strategy. We knew what we were doing. It just didn't work." Right? What say you? My brain says I understand why he did what he did. If you go down there and you don't score like they did and don't put in the uh, the um, the touchdown, you know, they're out of timeouts. They're basically out of time. 
all they have all they have to do is basically keep Miami out of field goal range. I don't think you could have foreseen a face mask penalty and a pass in a boom boom two penalties that set them up for the field goal to win. So I have to give Gruden a certain amount, uh, cut him a break on it. Me personally, my heart says, jam it down their throats, get the touchdown. So uh, my football self says, yeah, we should have put it in the end zone. And I think that's what he was mad about. In the end, you, you put up the points. When you have a chance to put up the points, you put up the points. Because this is not the only week. We did the same thing against the Chargers last the week before. And we did the same thing with Kansas City a few weeks before that. You know, so again, it's John Gruden, this cautious play calling or whatever he's doing that's seemingly right now costing us wins. So here's so. what I don't get. At the end, they end up kneeling on the ball to set it in place, right, for the for the field goal. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, I don't have a problem with churning the clock and waiting, but in my opinion, on that last play when it's third and goal on essentially, I think it was the one-yard line, right? Yeah. I think you try to punch it in. And the reason why I say, and, and, you, and you wait until then. You don't, you don't try to do it on first. You, don't, you want to give them two minutes. But if you punch it in with about 50 seconds left in the game, I think there's a greater chance that you win the game if your opponent has to score a touchdown in 50 seconds with no timeouts than getting a field goal set up with 19 seconds and no timeouts when they have one of the better kickers in the game. Now, right. granted, that 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 PI, you, I mean, sorry, the uh, personal foul you couldn't have predicted as a, as a coach, I get that. But even if he doesn't get that, that blown coverage – Hollins was open on that sideline. So he, so he was, they were going to be sitting at about the 45 of Vegas anyways, with about 10 to 12 seconds, which is about two plays to set themselves up for a field goal shot anyways. So that's, that's kind of where I'm at on this. As far as I, I find it hard to believe that your better chance of winning is to prevent someone from it's one thing. If you can dwindle it all the way down to double zeros, right. As as you kick the ball that I get, but when you're still going to give them a fighting chance and all these, a field goal to beat you, not a touchdown, but a field goal that, that really sets up uh, a lot of scenarios that to me, I would have felt better saying, you know what? They had to score a touchdown. We gave up a touchdown, and it is what it is. That's on us. The defense has to get better, right? And we're going to fix that in the offseason, da-da-da-da-da. When it's something like that, and look, Vegas probably won't, wouldn't have made the playoffs anyways because because even right. if they win that game, they were still going to need some help. But that's just, look, I'm not going to kill Gurdon over it, but that's just the way I think on this kind of stuff. Um. It's just it's a it's a rough way to lose to to finish your season though. Um, oof. I know, but you know the thing is, I can't give them a lot of sympathy either. Throughout that entire game, they had plenty of chances to win. I mean, they were 
They were 0 for 10 on third down. They had, what is it, four trips within the red zone and only came up with 10 points. So there was a lot of opportunities to put this game away long before that the, the scenario set up. So they, 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 they just blew it. It wasn't just, you know, we're talking about this last minute, this last minute with 19 seconds thing. The Raiders, the Raiders had plenty of opportunities, and they blew it, and they blew it. I mean, Owen, like I just said, 0 for 10 on third down. Jacobs is ineffective, ineffective. You've got, yeah, you, you five trips into the red zone, and you only came up with 10 points. I think, I think it was 10, 10, 10 of their 23 points came on that. Is Derek Carr your quarterback next year? Right now, I have to say yes. Yes. There, who else do we have? I mean, Martin Mariota. Well, you've got a, an entire offseason to work that out, and there's going to be I mean, some. There's going to be some free agent quarterbacks of interest. <clears throat> I mean, you know, it's always been rumored that after the season, if Carr didn't perform well, that they were going to try to make up some blockbuster deal to get what, uh, what Aaron Rodgers from uh, Green Bay was always a big talk. What? A big <laughs> you know, says that you you sound as kooky as Vol fans trying to think that they're going to fire Jeremy Pruitt. I'm going to have to start no, having some. Good. I'm going to have to start having some therapy sessions with y'all because <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is not coming to the freaking Raiders. I know he's not. That's my whole point, and that's why I posed the question: Who are we going to replace him with? As long as we're just throwing stupid crap out there, let's go ahead and say Dan Marino might come out of retirement. Probably a better chance. <laughs> Much better chance. How the hell would Aaron Rodgers leave Lafleur, who's evidently gets along with now, and Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, to go over to Raider Nation, where they I can't name you a decent receiver on that team. Aguilar, scarily enough, is the best receiver on that team. I know there's guys yeah. with upside down the road. We'll see what Ruggs does in 2021, but he's not come. I'm talking about realistic. I know. I'm just agents. making a. I understand that. I'm just making a. Point you got a of, better chance of Cam Newton as your quarterback next year. <laughs> don't curse. Don't don't curse us like that. We've got enough problems as it is. Uh, we don't need that. But I'm just saying, you know, for right now, there is nobody until until they make some kind of deal and bring in somebody of a higher caliber. I don't see them switching quarterbacks right now because the season, the overall season, he did perform well. I mean, he. he he did do well this season as compared to last season. So I wouldn't be surprised. I would not be surprised if they stand pat unless somebody, like I said, some, one of these free agents, they, uh, they rule them over. So I'll give you a name that could head that way. Uh, because they will be getting a new coach and they might, he might decide. I, I don't want, uh, to continue down this route. Let's, turn over a new leaf and rebuild is uh, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan would be an interesting one for the Raiders. Could be. But not Could Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is not coming to the Raiders. Oh, I know. It was just always I'm, – I'm, I'm just saying it just – in retrospect, all I'm saying is that right now I, I could see John Gruden standing pat unless you get a Matt Ryan. Or you make, like I said, some kind of crazy deal. Hell, I, I could see the guy. That. The guy that beats you Saturday night would be a, a decent 
play. Because I'll tell you what, I don't think the Dolphins will bring back Fitzpatrick because they're going to look at his next year. This is definitely to his team, right? We don't mm -hmm. want to have the confusion. But Fitzpatrick's a free agent. The guy still has it. And I, I would seriously consider at least bringing him in as a backup. Because Fitzpatrick wants to go somewhere where he knows there's a decent chance he could start. And the Raiders spell that. Yeah. Can't think of anyone else off the top of my head right now, but I'll, I'll get back to you on that down the road. Um, let's go ahead and dive into uh, the wild card races that are. So we'll go ahead and uh, jump real quick to the AFC. I know we talked about this last hour, but for folks that uh, didn't join us, then we've got a five-team tie for the AFC wildcard race. There are f uh, three wildcard slots available and a division title. But right now we have three teams sitting at 10 and five in the AFC, Tennessee, Miami, Baltimore, Cleveland, and Indianapolis in that order. If they were all to win out or all to lose out, that's, that's how it would finish. Indianapolis would be the odd man out. Now I contend that at least one of those teams is going to lose this weekend. At least one. It happens every time. Every year. I would be shocked if all five of those teams win. So if you're a Colts fan, don't feel like the sky is falling because someone's going to lose. I'd say there's a good chance Cleveland loses to Pittsburgh. I'd say it's not out of the realm of possibility for Tennessee to go to down to Houston and the gunslinger that is Deshaun Watson for him to upset them. The Jaguars can now play to win. So the Colts have to be have their eyes on. The one team that I think is probably most likely to win is Baltimore against Cincinnati because they're not going to – Baltimore will not play uh, a, the style of football where turnovers and getting cutesy is going to get in their way. They're going to go down there and try to mash the ball, and even if that means winning 19-9, to they that's what they're going to go down there and try to do. Miami going to Buffalo. We saw what what Southern teams going into the snow last night did to Tennessee. Uh, that's not even if Pitts even if Buffalo wins tonight had they still have somewhat something to play for. So I think Buffalo is going to try to win that game because they know if Cleveland beats Pittsburgh that they get the home field advantage. Um. Uh, for the second round. I don't know how much that matters to Buffalo. So I do wonder, will Buffalo just say, you know what? To hell with it. Oh, no, actually Buffalo controls their destiny. If, if Buffalo wins tonight and Sunday, they'll be the number two seed. But I don't know how much that means to Buffalo because if they can rest their players, cause they're not going to get a bye week. Is it better to rest your players in week 17 and Not worry about finishing the season with a win, but Pittsburgh's going to try to win because Pittsburgh, it's got nothing to do with seeding. Pittsburgh's been playing like crap, and 
They pulled one out of the hat yesterday. They 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 want some momentum going to the playoffs. So I think Pittsburgh is going to play that game to win it. I think mm-hmm. Cleveland's in the most dire position. But remember something. If Tennessee loses and Cleveland loses, and we'll just say the, the Colts win, Cleveland would get in because Cleveland beat Tennessee. Yeah. So, the, so there's all kinds of scenarios there. Who do you think is going to end up being the odd man out of all those teams? Tennessee, Miami, Baltimore, Cleveland, Indianapolis, your best guess. Best guess, I say Cleveland's the odd man out. That's why I would tell Indy fans, don't worry. I think you're going to make it in. I see Cleveland gone because I don't see Tennessee. I really don't see Tennessee losing. I think they'll win. I think Pittsburgh will win. I think Ravens will win. And you think I Miami think that- will, 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 will win in Buffalo? That's my biggest question is, because first, first of all, quit screwing around and put Fitzpatrick. If they start Tua, Miami loses. Guarantee it. Guarantee it. Even if they do rest people, Tua is an is a people need to stop it with this. I saw a guy this morning on uh, social media quoting Michael Irvin of all people to quote Michael Irvin. Really, I know the guy's an NFL Hall of Famer, but he's not an NFL Hall of Fame broadcaster. He is below par, and. Yeah. Uh, He's on NFL Network because people still recognize his name. That's it, right? Yep. His quote was that Tua's ceiling is much higher than uh, Fitzpatrick's ceiling, okay? And that... Fitzpa- I, I, I want to say the way he put it was it Fitzpatrick's ceiling is lower than Tua's floor, which is not the case at all. Okay. In 2020, Fitzpatrick is the much better quarterback. Now, you mm-hmm. can defend Tua long term. That's fine. By the time Tua is worth a damn, Fitzpatrick's probably going to be out of the league. Right. But right now, he's not the better quarterback. He does not give you the better. If that's the case, then they would have never had to yank him Saturday night. And I guarantee if they leave two in, Miami loses that game. Guarantee. Yeah. They're ter- they were terrible. They were absolutely terrible. And every time someone throws up the fact, and these are the typical stats that people just drive me nuts with, is that they will throw up that uh, – well, look at his completion percentage. Yeah, but he's throwing like five-yard passes. He's not challenging anyone down the field. He's, and I guarantee it too, if he was sitting here right with us today, he'd say, hell yeah, Fitzpatrick's a lot better quarterback than I am. What are you, nuts? Do you not watch the games? Yeah. And it's, I'm looking at his stats from the other night. 17 of 22 with a touchdown. That sounds great. 94 yards on 22 attempts and 17 completions. What are we talking about here? About a little over five yards a catch? Roughly, yeah, about about five, five, four, one. That's awful. 
Meanwhile, Fitzpatrick comes in, goes 9 of 13 for 182 yards. And for all the stat geeks that want to try to argue, then just look at the QBR, my man. Fitzpatrick's QBR was 92.2. Tug of Iola is 63.4. And I'll tell you this, I don't even understand how it's that high. Because when you only complete... Well, sorry, excuse me. When you complete 17 passes and only get 94 yards, your QBR should be negative. That's just like slip screams, bubble screams, screams, swing passes. This is junk. Yeah. That's just, you know, that play calling that that is simple. I'm a rookie. They're not sure about me yet. So we give you the basic standard pass packages. And offensive packages to run so you don't screw the game up type of calling. Right. It's dump down passes. That's all it is. Yep. It's it's decoy dumps, as, as I call it. So, so you're going to run a couple of guys that are decoy to try to split the safeties, and then you're going to try to dump it off to a running back or a tight end who's sitting two yards off the line of scrimmage to just try to move the chains to try to compete. But mm-hmm. Just terrible, terrible, terrible. And the NFC, real quick before we switch gears, we got to get into fantasy. Um, your best guess: Cardinals and Rams play, and the Bears play the Packers. If the Bears win, they're in. If the Cardinals and Rams, but they basically that's going to turn the Cardinals Rams into a win in your scenario. Now, Green Bay does have home field advantage to fight for. So Green Bay, I think, will go out there and, and try to play the whole game, right? Yep. It is in Chicago. I would expect it to be cold, but that won't matter for Packers or Bears. Nope. Your best guess, who who, who is odd ban out? Right now, the way the schedule for the Sunday looks, I say the Cardinals are out because I think – I think so, too. I think, yeah. I think it's going to be yeah, tough. Um, they end up with uh, – I'll I'll have to see all the, all the playoff scenarios, but I I really believe that you're going to end up with a situation um, where the the Bears lose and the Cardinals lose. They would both be eight and eight, and I think that puts them in. The only way I can see that not unfold, the Bears not get in, is if you get. The Cardinals to win makes them nine and seven, makes the Rams nine and seven, and the Bears lose at eight and eight, and that will leave the Bears out. If you're a Bears fan, you're actually more interested in the Cardinals Rams game because you're probably not going to beat the Packers. No. As, as sad as that sounds. Let's take a quick <laughs> break. When we come back, we're going to talk some fantasy football, react, complain, bitch and moan, you know, the whole nine yards. As the uh, championship was this weekend for for most leagues, and uh, man, I got a scenario tonight. We'll be back in a flash here on the Armchair Quarterbacks. Keep it locked in here to CBS Sports Radio, the Armchair Quarterbacks app, and our Facebook Live. At Shell, we know from the time you get up to the time you wrap up. Good night. There's a lot of meetups, eatups, and hurryups. So come to Shell and get three things done at once. Fill up with Shell V Power Nitro Plus to help keep your engine running like new. Save up with the Fuel Rewards Program and never pay full price for gas again. And snack up with in-store rewards to save even more at the pump. 
Make the most of the stop you need to make with Shell. In engines that continuously use Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gas. And see full terms and conditions at FuelRewards.com. The Medicare annual election period deadline is almost here. I'm Meredith Vieira, here with examples of people who started their search for coverage at MyHealthPolicy.com. Meet Larry. He likes doing things online, so he started at MyHealthPolicy.com. I took my time and found the coverage I was looking for, and done. Next is Mary. When she wanted answers, she picked up the phone. I wanted a local perspective on plans, so I called MyHealthPolicy.com and done. Switched to a better plan. And Michael. I met with a local licensed insurance agent face-to-face -face and done. Go to MyHealthPolicy.com to compare top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including $0 premium plans, or call 1-800-GO-START. That's 1-800-GO-START. Meredith Vieira is a paid endorser. KF Agency operates MyHealthPolicy.com, not connected with or endorsed by the U.S. government or the federal Medicare program. A licensed insurance agent may call. Amazon Prime members now get free grocery delivery with a minimum order. You'll get your groceries with two-hour delivery. So in that time, you can finally figure out where the biblioteca is, learn how to play the acoustic guitar, and I guess get a puka shell necklace. Do a makeup tutorial, but realize halfway contouring is hard, and you're beautiful just as you are. Whatever it is you're doing with your time, your shopper will be carefully picking out your favorite organic meats, produce, dairy, and snacks while providing contactless delivery to your door. Free two-hour grocery delivery, now with Prime. You get a whole lot of something with Farmer's Policy Perks. So much, I'm going to have to speed things up. You can get the Farmer's Signal app, and that could get you up to 15% off your auto policy. That's just for using the app and driving like the normal speed-limited hearing full-stop-making lane-change-signaling human being you are. Get a whole lot of something with Farmer's Policy Perks. Start with a quote by calling 1-800-FARMERS. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. You're listening to the Armchair Quarterbacks on CBS Sports Radio. Looking at this and looking at the leagues, so I am, wait a minute, did I actually take the lead last night? Well, there you go. I did not know that. Uh, I took the lead last night, so it looks like I'm going to win and beat Will Willie B for the championship. I'm up by point three. 5.35 and I'd say the only thing that uh could make me lose is if he like fumbles the ball and then doesn't play I don't want to take him out and, and seal the deal because it's such a minor lead any kind of stat correction could screw me right uh, so yeah. um I was cussing last night the when when the game was out of hand and at the end they took Henry out I was like, get him the 100 yards. If you just give him the 100 yards, I get that bonus and I'm in the clear. He finished with 98 <laughs> yards rushing. 
I don't know how this team's going to win a championship because, man, did I lay an egg yesterday. Now, this is what Will had. This is what I had. This is Jimmy from Miami, for, for those of y'all that know the show. Tom Brady, 42 points. I knew, I, I knew that was going to be a situation. Oh, hold on a second. We do have a phone call. Let's see who, who we got here. Who we got here on the uh, on the – on the great uh, armchair quarterback uh, hotline. Uh, this would be the purveyor of three orders of Doug's famous loser burgers. Loser! <laughs> three and this week. I, I, I want to I thank Doug for being a good sport uh, because he may not know uh, that this was year 23 of fantasy football for me with zero championships. Um, and I don't have one lock up yet. There's always the odd outcome that Stefan Diggs could, you know, run a reverse sweep for negative 10 yards and break his leg on the first play of the game. That would be the only way I would lose that particular matchup. Uh, but the other two are locked up in basketball and football. It was a great year. Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Something's incredibly wrong. You're getting your ass kicked by Jackson Panthers. Are you expecting a hundred points out of, uh, Josh Allen this week? No, I'm not going to win that one. I, I'm in three championship games. The two in which I played Doug uh, seem to be locked up. Um, I I don't personally remember from the draft who David is. But, yeah, he had Alvin Kamara in that particular title game, and uh, that did not go well. We'll just put it that way. Okay, because you said you're going 3-0. and oh, You're not. You're going 2-1. and one. I'm counting. I'm counting the basketball matchup as well. I'm piling on. I, I'm being a bad sport. Oh, did you play him in in basketball? Doug in basketball is that? I, you're, is that? I doing? did. I played. I played Doug in. I played Doug in, in both fantasy football championships and in the first week of basketball, and somehow came out three and zero against Doug, which is is okay. bad luck for Doug. I'm going to assume Doug has won a fantasy football championship at some point in his life, unlike me. So. Yeah, uh, yes, he has. He has never played fantasy basketball before. That was his. I will say this: give Doug about a month or so, and you're going to be like, "Son of a gun, I got to play him this week." I just know how he is. But Doug, it is time for you to respond. I'm going to get out of y'all's way because uh, Sean, who is uh, getting his first championships in 23 years, basically says that you are a girly man, and uh, he's whopping the floor. With you. I did not say that. <laughs> Wow. What was it you said about Stefan Stefan Diggs breaking his leg? Well, let's and, not go crazy. Yeah. I've got Stefan Diggs too. Don't be putting the, putting the hoodoo on him. So um I'm just happy that it you know, my only thing is, you know, congratulations after a quarter century of trying that you finally won a championship. Yep. Go ahead. Uh, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you take it. I, I will say. I will say for the record, and I have said this multiple times. I don't remember if it was '98 or '99. I don't remember which was the better of all of Ladanian Tomlinson's seasons. Long story short, I had Tomlinson the first year. He basically went LT. I mean, I had Priest Holmes that first year in Kansas City. I had suffered some horribly, just indefensible, like unconscionable, defied explanation losses in fantasy championship games before and i was fully expecting two of them this week from you and as it stands uh it looks like i'm only going to get one alvin Kamara beating which kind of worked out for me um in one of our matchups but you're being a good sport about it 
I just wanted to call and give you heck. It's a feat to even get to the title game in this season where, <laughs> you know, you could wake up like the Cleveland Browns did yesterday and have all your receivers on COVID and unable to play. So, hats off to everybody. It was, it was a really fun year. We'll see how it changes next year when, you know, I think we actually put some cheddar cheese on the line, uh, which we did not do this year. And let's go ahead and make sure that it's another quarter century before you win another one. <laughs> Uh, there's hey with with my propensity for drafting lions and uh i'm sure i'm sure mac has told the jake Plummer story at least once on this program before uh there's a high probability that that happens sir <laughs> well congratulations, congratulations sean. Though, man. uh Sh- sean you don't typically play in more than about two or three uh leagues a year right i i mean up until um you know you gave me the invitation to join the ACQB network. I had really only been playing one a year, okay, and it was so, usually, you know, so it was usually a free one or, or something, something with folks I didn't know. So right. you know, my investment was low. So with that being said, it's not as terrible as it sounds. I'm sure a lot of people are like, have you not won one? And most people who are listening are probably in like sixty a year, right? So you know, so it's it's not as terrible as it sounds because if if you're only in a couple of leagues, two, maybe three, one, whatever. I mean, I can I can see scenarios. I can think of leagues. I think I would have probably won one, but I could see a scenario where you just run into bad luck. So. Congratulations on your two wins. Uh, maybe, maybe Josh Allen does score 130 points, but the problem is he's got freaking uh, Beasley. So Cole Beasley, yeah, he's there's, to throw there's it. no way that one's a wrap. <laughs> and you have a four point lead, so Diggs getting injured would not hurt. I, I don't think I have a weird rule where you get like negative seven for a broken leg. <laughs> I think it would. I think it would have to be a negative rush and a fumble. And it would have to be more than like 15 yards negative or something. Right. I don't even know. Um, it, it would have to be something that you can't dream up. But then again, and, and I don't take any joy in saying this because in case Doug doesn't know me, I'm a Lions fan. You know, once you think the game is won, you end up getting Raiders like they did Saturday night. So, you know, anything's oh possible. Oh, my God, they're going to the Raiders too. <laughs> oh, my God. Sean, I am going to focus on you for the rest of my fantasy experiences. <laughs> I am going to make you the I'm going to make you the object of my winning obsession now. <laughs> rivalry. Oh my god, you are my Kansas City Chiefs now in fantasy sports. Being, uh, being a middle child Irishman from Michigan who grew up, you know, fat and skinny in Flint. I don't see how that's any different for me, but hey, I, I appreciate the uh, I appreciate the camaraderie and the competition. I got a lot to make breakfast for my kids. Uh, it was a great year. I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day, and I'll see everyone on Wednesday. Doug, feel free to call in and heckle me. All righty, all right, brother. Uh, that was Sean O'Toole. He is with us on uh, Sunday mornings. He, he's going to win his first fantasy championships, uh, fantasy football championships. I don't know if he's ever won baseball or anything like that we've never talked about it but i'm sure we'll get into that down he the road. tried he tried um by the way speaking of fantasy basketball what was your take on this first week i ended up winning i, I beat uh, angelo um hell this whole time i've had an empty roster spot i didn't know that uh <laughs> so evidently i beat him with with uh four four players on my bench not five um what was your takeaway from week one in your fantasy football 
I mean, basketball. Uh, basketball? It wasn't too bad. I mean, I still got a little bit of a learning curve. I, you know, this is one of those situations, like when I first started playing baseball, by losing and see how Sean, in this case, how he won and how things work, I learned a lot more about it. So I didn't do bad. I mean, my, my team, I think, scored 848 points. You know, I only lost by 50 or 60 points. So, and that's not showing about who to put in, who not to put in. So, and by seeing how, what, how everybody played, I've come a long way. Next week may be a different result. I don't know. But I've come a long way. It's not a bad team. It's not a brilliant team, but it's not bad. It's not bad. I've got to figure out. I guess I got to pick someone up uh, at some point today. I've been, uh, I've been really late. I, I'm gonna start focusing on. Basically, I'll start focusing on this week. I, I, I started my lineups. I wanted to make sure I got a W. I didn't want to, you know, be on the Schneid for the first several weeks. Um, ended up beating. What's gonna take me a while to get used to is just the high scoring of fantasy basketball. Yes. I played last year in a league, but it was a it was a percentage it was a category league. I think the last time I played in a points league has been three or four years ago, and I forgot like how many points could be uh, scored. Now I will say this: see, so you played Dame of Thrones. Is that who you played? Yeah. Okay, so he scored nine forty eight. That was about middle of the pack. Your team, 843. You did outscore a couple of teams. Um, you outscored uh, Retire already and Spency. Um, and Spency, was he even paying attention? What the hell's going on with this team? He scored 700 <laughs> points. And just for instance, like I, I scored almost 1,100. Uh, Motor City Madman, I think that's PJ. He scored almost 1,100 as well. But sometimes it's got to do, do with injuries. I've already got guys on the injured list. I'm like, are you kidding me? It's week one of basketball and these guys are injured. Well, one guy I drafted that was injured, that's fine. But Draymond Green has yet to hit the court. So, anyways, back to fantasy football. Um, The thing that I'm looking at... So I think I won that league. I really thought I was going to have to fight this thing out, but it looks like I've won it. We'll see what happens if there's some goofy. Like I said, I've, I've got to leave Diggs in there because the last thing I can do is just assume that there's going to be no score corrections, which would just kick you mm -hmm. in the junk. If I had like a 15-point lead, 5, 10-point lead, I'd probably go ahead and say, you know what, I'm going to play it safe, but there's no way I'm doing that now. Um, I've got... See, in the host league, I'm going to finish in third. Uh, man, I trounced uh, Icy Hot. He had a bad week. Um, and I'm so mad about this one. I had the best record in this one league. I just call it RIP because that's the name of my, my uh, team name was RIP NBA. And had the best record in this league, get to the championship game, and I lose by two measly points. Now, this is a lot more difficult scoring system. But I'm going to lose by two measly points, and I looked at my bench players. There's nothing I could have done. No one on my bench outscored enough points to make it where I'm like, oh, if I just would have started, nope, there's nothing I could have done. Nothing. Well, that's not true. 
if I would have started Josh Allen, he might have outscored Lamar Jackson. But I wonder how much throttle they're going to have tonight because they've got us everything essentially wrapped up. So I don't... I don't know what they're. I don't know what to expect from tonight's game. I'm not putting any skin in tonight's game because I don't know what to expect from it. But um, I've got a couple other. I do have six different leagues where I'm in championship rounds that'll bleed into next week. So I still have that, and I'm leading five of them. The one that I'm losing, I have Alvin Kamara in. I talked about this the first time. I'm so pissed because he every one of his guys went off. I had one guy go off. I was like, man, I, I should at least, if not in the lead, I should be within fighting distance. I'm going to be about 20 points down going into next week. So that's going to be a ripper. Um, I'm going to have to get creative on, on that lineup. But um, do you have anything hanging in the balance or is it all over? No, it's all over for me now. Um. All I have left is my picture of Sean and my dartboard. I lost the third place game against Forsett, but that's the same guy that I'm going to beat for the championship. So I'll, I'll, I'll take that. He's, he beat me by 25 points in that league. I don't even know. See, that's the reggae auction league. That'll forever be known as freaking the uh, Ezekiel Elliott league. Mm. I, I guess I should have started him, but I don't think it would have made a difference. Even if I would have started him over Jacobs, who didn't do crap. God, was he a disappointment this year. Yeah. Um, I don't see another running back I could have slid in there to, to, to make it. There's some goofy stuff I could have done, but it's nothing anyone would typically do. Uh I guess if I would have started Zeke and started the Seattle defense over Jacobs in the Pittsburgh defense, I would have won. But who the hell is going to do that? Seattle's defense, yeah. really? If I had taken DK Metcalf and uh, certain other receivers and plugged in Dallas's CD Lamb and uh, Michael Gallup, you know, Mr. Sean wouldn't be singing a different tune today. But who's going to do that? You know, who's going to put in Dallas's offense? Well, if I if I would have benched AJ Brown and put in what's his name, uh, Deontay Johnson, but I didn't do that because their offense been struggling so bad, and everyone expected a shootout last night. And Tennessee looked like they'd never seen snow until the third quarter, so that was yeah. just that was just a loss. I did not expect Tennessee to play that poorly in snow. I'm like, it snows in Tennessee. Why why the hell is this a big deal? It was a big deal. They play like junk. I'd I'd say if they run into it again this year, they'll play much better in the playoffs. Because now they've because once they realize, oh, I can run in this, they were fine. But man, did they come out yep. s slow? I haven't even looked at in my other uh, group of leagues, but <clears throat> I think I'm gonna get my mark. I think. I'm going to hit seven. I might even get eight championships this year. Wow. And in my third place games, I think I'm going to split. So I think I'm going to get seven or eight championships, and then I'll probably get about four or five third place. So I'll take that. That's going to take me very close to half or maybe even 
over half. I, I'm somewhere between 13 and 14. I will have finished in first or third place, or even second. Hell, if I can count the second place, I will have finished somewhere in the top. Well, 15, 16 leagues, I'll have finished in the top three of 27 leagues. And I'm definitely going to win that the uh, the the best ball. I hope they fix that next year where I don't have to do that manually because that's just I got to remind myself. Don't try to say say you're going to do all that. Once I looked at, it, I started adding it up on my. Well, I'm going to win. I'm not going to keep adding these points up. But that best ball sucks to try to keep up with. Well, there's not much you can do with it. I mean, once you set your lineup, you set your lineup to something. <laughs> There's not much you can do with it. No, I don't mind that part. I just wish they had a, an option to do best ball that was not. See, the only only way they've done it the first two years that they've done best ball on Yahoo is that you join a league, but you can't create a league. Oh. And, and so they want you to join their leagues. Well, you don't know all the people in them. Right. And so that's always been my issue. It's like, well, I don't even mind playing by your goofy scoring system. That's fine. But I, but I want to know everyone because I don't like playing in a lot of leagues where I don't know a lot of people. I'll do a handful every year because I do like to see what other people out there can can do. And plus, it keeps me sharp on playing the uh, the rigid, structured uh, point system of ESPN and Yahoo, right? So I, I try to have two to three in, of those a year. But other than that, I don't. I try to steer clear of it. Um, I like to know the people I'm playing against. I don't like to go. I don't know who this. I don't know who this guy is. You know, Yahoo user number one four seven nine seven two three eight. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Johnny's happy team. You know, kind of like you. You got one or two leagues where you're still Doug's team or whatever. <laughs> I know. I got to change those names. Uh, let's go ahead and, uh, get to walking this sucker off here. Um, where we got turn back time. If I could turn back time, if I could find a way, I'd On this day. In 1975. So we're talking about 45 years ago. Two significant things happened on this date that I would have never known had happened on the same day. Number one, the original Hail Mary happened. With 32 seconds left in the NFC Divisional Playoff game, the Cowboys quarterback Roger Staubach Throws a legendary 50-yard winning touchdown pass to Drew Pearson to beat the Vikings, and the the term the Hail Mary was born. I remember that play very vividly. I, I didn't see it live. I was a little too young to see it live, but um, I, I remember that play over and over on NFL f- films growing up. I, I was alive, but I was a baby, and I, I wouldn't have seen that. And then the other thing that happened on this date in 1975 – In the aftermath of the Cold War as it was starting to come to an end, the New York Rangers become the first NHL team in history to face the touring Soviet hockey squad. Of course, they were known as the Red Army. 
The Red Army beat the New York Rangers 7-3 in Madison Square Garden. Just five short years later, the miracle on ice would happen, right? So mm -hmm. uh, that tells you how good the Red Army was. They were thumping NHL teams because they did like a barnstorming tour. And for people who, do, who have, may have seen the movie and whatnot but not old enough to understand, that's how good, that's how big of a deal it was for a bunch of essential college kids to go out there and beat the Red Army. Birthdays! It's your birthday today. 48 years old today. Mr. Adam Vinatieri. Got to be head to the Hall of Fame, right? Adam Vinatieri, uh, you know, I did not know played in the uh, in the uh, World Football League before the NFL. He played for the Amsterdam Admirals, for people that remember the World Football League in the early 90s. And uh, that, that's later that same year, he would sign on with the New England Patriots, four-time Super Bowl champion, three-time Pro Bowler, which I think is absurd. How, how the hell is he not more, no more Pro Bowls than three? Um, Three-team All-First Pro, and he's on the New England Patriots 50th anniversary team, the NFL 2000's All-Decade team, NFL 100th anniversary All-Time team, Anna Vinatieri, when you say clutch kicking in the history of the National Football League, that's the guy that comes to, to mind. And like he begins the list, and then he gets really, really, you know, like, I don't know, that one guy, what was his name? They, like, it's pretty much, it starts with Adam Vinatieri. We all know Justin Tucker's a great kicker, but he hasn't not hit the primetime kicks that, that uh, Adam Vinatieri, not only did he hit them, you also have to have some luck in being at the right place at the right time, too, right? So, mm-hmm. There you have that. Um, this is your last show before the new year. If you had one place you could go to in 2021, now that we're going to start getting vaccines and whatnot. So let's say when the pandemic's finally lifted, if you could pick anywhere to go in 2021, where would it be? Anywhere to go. You know what? I'd like to go Cincinnati at the beginning of the baseball season. Opening day. Having that opening week where they have the big parade and that whole, you know, fan favorite parade, which leads to opening day. That's what I'd like to do. Okay. What's your walk off for the day, sir? Walk off. Um, yeah, you know, we're talking about Gruden making bad calls and lousy defense. There's one other person who should take some heat for some of the problems this season. That's Mike Mayock. He was supposed to go out and draft us, get all these great draft picks. Nothing worked out this year. So I think he should – my takeoff is he should take some of the blame for some of the garbage that's been going on for the last two weeks, two or three weeks, and for this lousy season overall. My walk-off is maybe hang out with the wife or something tonight, y'all. Uh, this is a terrible Monday Night Football game. Uh, no real reason to watch it unless you've got some fancy implications. I can see that, but we're gonna we're walking into a big week. Not just the NFL playoff scenarios on Sunday, but oh, the bowl games that are going to be going on beginning tomorrow. Remember, Florida versus Oklahoma is Wednesday night, so we've got bowl games starting tomorrow. Busy, busy week of football, and we'll get into it later on, but. Your first uh, reaction when you heard that Blake Snell 
is now a San Diego Padre. That happened late last night, so I might be throwing that on you. Like you may not have seen it. Uh, no, I didn't see it, but I, I was just—I had a suspicion he was going to go uh, not to the Padres. I thought he'd go to the Angels, but wow, I think the Padres just got a lot better. He—it's a trade that took place late last night around midnight. Um, he, uh, I think, four draft picks. We'll get into more more of it tomorrow when I can find out exactly who the draft picks were and all that kind of stuff. Haven't had a chance to look at. That's why we didn't really talk about it much. But uh, yeah. And just think about this, when he comes back from his injury, 2022, that's going to, you can add Clevenger to that pitching staff. So a lot of Padre fans really excited and excited last night on social media. Yep. I'll say this, we're pulling for you, but I still think the Dodgers will kick your ass like they always do. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see you tomorrow. Uh, Steven Trosh will be with us. Timus Wooten, Justin Waller, and I'm probably forgetting somebody. Have a great uh, day. Happy New Year, Doug. We'll see you. Happy New Year. Goodbye, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. We're back tomorrow with another show. Well, unless we're fired, we'll talk to you then. Goodbye, sweetheart. Goodbye. Goodbye. Guys and gals, it's time to go. We'll see you on the next show. Same bat time, same bat channel. Thanks for listening to Armchair Quarterback Radio, your first choice for sports talk here on the First Coast. <laughs> Armchair Quarterback Radio comes your way every day. Find Armchair Quarterbacks Radio on Facebook today. And don't forget to tap that app. The Armchair Quarterbacks app is free to download, and you can take us anywhere you go. You can hear the whole show every day on Armchair Quarterbacks app. Can I get another cigarette, please? Can I get another cigarette, please? Yeah, I know I live to regret it. Just give me another cigarette, please. you haven't downloaded it yet, your Armchair Quarterbacks app is the best app you can tap today. Google Android, Apple iPhone. That's right, download it, tap that app today. You can take the Armchair Quarterbacks app anywhere. Free to download, free to use, and important to have. Download it today. Tap that Armchair Quarterbacks app. The best in Southeast sports talk. Listen live or catch the replay. I kind of like that. I want to tap that. You can bet I'm going to get.